Welcome to an all-new episode of Convos with Three. And Al. I am your host, Sharita underscore Edwards. And I'm your host, Al. Williams for real. Thank you guys for tuning in and giving all the love. And with that being said, let's get started with a new episode. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to it. We here. Yes. To an all new episode. All new episode. We missed you guys. I feel like I said it every other week, but I miss yeah. you every time because I like to talk. <laughs> and we have a conversation. And what's a week or a month or a day without a conversationalist, you know? Right. With that being said, I do want to apologize to you guys just on behalf of conversation. It was Re and Al. We missed you guys a week ago. And we weren't able to have our normal conversation and have our wind down and our self-love and our hot topics, just all the things that we love to do. We missed it. But yes. the is we're here now and we can do it with you this week. And we're going to turn up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we uh, we missed a, a week of recording. Yeah. Um, had a lot going on. Um so we do definitely apologize for that, you guys, for missing an episode. Yeah. We're but we're here with an all-new one this week. Yep. So, Riri, how was your Memorial Weekend, girl? Let's get it started. It was good. Went home. We went to home in Louisiana. Okay. Uh, visit the family. Um, um, my niece had graduated from high school last week. Okay. So they did, like, a little birth uh, birthday. Uh, um Graduation party. Graduation party. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and uh, my best friend, um, her mother, it was also her mom's birthday. So it was like a graduation slash birthday party. And of course, we turned up. Okay. Had a great time. Of so, course. Mm-hmm. So my weekend was great. I love it. I love it. Um, and how was yours? My Memorial Weekend was um, very eventful. Like I did yeah. a lot. <laughs> um, As I, always. As always. <laughs> To, um, to, to Mansfield, uh, Texas, which is like an hour from where I'm at. Everything is it's like on the other side of me. Yep. And I went out there and hung out with some family friends for Memorial Weekend. And shoot, I went out on Friday and Saturday for some um, family friends that were in town performing. And I had a wonderful time this weekend. I really can't complain. I had so much barbecue, I don't want to eat anymore. <laughs> so um, I can't complain. But I also work this weekend, of course. You know, I'm never off. I mm-hmm. get, you never really have days off. So I was consistently working. <laughs> um, but I'm appreciative. I'm, we made it through the weekend. We're past Memorial Weekend. We're in the Gemini season. Oh, and, my, you and my husband. Yes, us Geminis are here. And we're here and we have arrived. And we just want to let you guys know that, you know, it's our season. It's my time. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm not going to hate because, you know, I had my time. Yeah, you did. I'm not going to hate, but, um, yeah. Wonderful birthday. We turned up (laughs) our birthday. Do you hear me? (sighs) But June is here and we must celebrate this wonderful season. Do you have any plans for the month of June? For the month of June. Well, it's my husband's birthday, of course, this cool. month and Father's Day. So um we'll probably do a little something for his birthday. Uh, what, and now I'm, um just getting myself together for these vacations coming up. Uh, where are you going? <laughs> um Cabo in the Bahamas. Yeah, Los Cabos and the Bahamas. Yeah, I can't wait till the Los Cabos trip. That's going to be fun. And mm-hmm. I can talk to you guys about our Los Cabos trip. That'll be something we can talk about 
Yes. Uh, the month of June for me, that's the same. Lost Cabos. Um, I'm also going back to my hometown, um, Arkansas. If you didn't know, I'm from Arkansas, Little Rock. And I'm also going to be celebrating my birthday as well. If you want to send me some gifts, you can always just DM me um, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You know, send a gift. June 18th is the day. <laughs> it's the national holiday is a celebration. You know, actually, it's such a big holiday. We celebrate fathers right afterwards. So it's mm, same. My husband's always around the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we do his on both. <laughs> um, great things. Great people are born on that day. Uh, like you mm-hmm. said. And great people are born on that day. Yes. So, girl, um, do you want to take a little small break and give them an opportunity to hear about these bad thoughts from our entrepreneur spotlight really quick? Yes, let's get into that. Yeah. So, guys, it's going to be a little bit of break. It's going to be an interview that Sharita and I did at the Entrepreneur Spotlight earlier this year. And we're going to talk to a Black-owned business owner mm-hmm. that actually owns her own bath salts and bath line for baby guys. She makes them in the cutest styles. Like what drew me over there, I remember I thought it was I thought it was snacks. <laughs> I thought it was some ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> but it was actually the bath salts. How she got it decorated up, and then the cup. It was so cute. It's very cute. Very. Mm-hmm. Sweet. It's very eye-opening, eye-catching. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you check out our Instagram or our Facebook page, you will see her bath salts right on there. She's actually posing with her wonderful husband when we met them both. They were wonderful people, so you'll get to hear a little interview with them. So if you take a little moment, a little breather, a little wind down with your wind down glasses, <laughs> and just listen to this interview really quick, and I hope you enjoy. All right. You know, this is your boy Al. Dot Williams for real here with Convos with Rhea and Al. You know what I'm about, about, all about black owned businesses and uplifting those businesses. So today we're at the Entrepreneur Spotlight. We're going to interview one of the best businesses I found thus far because she sells soaps and salts and all that for your bath. And you know, we're all about self care, all about self love. And if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? That's what RuPaul say, y'all. <laughs> so anyway, let's introduce you to this business owner. Tell us your name Kendall. Kendall, where you're from? I am originally from Las Vegas. Okay, Las Vegas. Everything, yeah. everything got to stay in Las Vegas when you go. So, except for so, 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 so that business, <laughs> that business got to stay. Yes. Okay. Tell us all about your business and what you do and what you're about. So I do all natural skincare. Okay. Everything from body butters to CBD products. Okay. I make everything by hand, okay. by scratch. So everything is literally meticulously put together. Okay. And it smells. Good. It smells delicious, y'all. Y'all have to be here. I'm going to show you videos on Convos right now. So just get ready to see the videos, the content of her product. It's everything. So go ahead, continue. Where, where are you out of? So we're out of Dallas. Okay. okay yeah, Dallas. so we are out of Dallas. We do ship. Okay. Um, we are starting to ship overseas as well. Okay. So, yes, that's where a big people, Where can people find your, your product? What website? Where are you at? So they can go to shopklqe.com. Okay. okay. Yes. Um, we also have a muscle recovery line okay. because I actually body build as well. And so does my husband. So yes. that is really, really big for I us. So it. taking care of the body, making sure that we're healthy. That's our top priority. Yeah, I love it. Me too. So with your business today, you're at the Entrepreneur Spotlight. You're getting to see other businesses. What is one thing you would take away from this whole entire event today? What's something that made you like, dang, what is this about? 
Oh man, um, I'm gonna be honest. Sometimes coming to events make me a little nervous. Me too. Uh, <laughs> they, they make me a little bit nervous. Um, but I love being able to mix and mingle with everyone. Yes. I love being able to see how uniquely everyone puts their displays together and how everyone is so passionate about what they do. So being at small events like this, it's amazing yes. because you can see the passion. Yes. I can see what I do and I can see what someone else does. So what made you start the brand? So I originally started for my nephew. Uh, my nephew had really, really bad eczema. Um, he couldn't use stuff like Dove. He couldn't use um, store brand soap. He couldn't use store brand lotions, anything like that. And so I literally just started researching, trying to find the best things that would help him. And it just took me over. And I found a love in it. And I was able to help him along with tons of other people. That's great. Her the, what's the word I'm looking for? The presentation of her products. It's everything. <laughs> yeah. It literally looked like ice cream sitting on display. That's what I was like. And I was thinking, was this a and snack? And I was like, it's a snack. snack. Yes. Baby, and we literally bought all her snacks. Literally. <laughs> so when you get a chance, go ahead and go to shop. Dot. K-L-Q-E dot I'm going to remember that because you know what? <laughs> it's some great products out there and I think you need to take the time to look it up. Exactly. But if you don't have the time right now, it's okay because you can always visit us at Combos of Renal. Thank you so much. Okay, you guys, did you enjoy that interview as much as we did? Mm -hmm. I know a lot of background noise. I hope you were able to hear it very well and able to hear who she was. Anyway, I want to get into these topics because they're kind of juicy this time because we had a lot of things going on. A lot. And so I, much. We have to talk about this. Rita brought some things to my attention that I just really wasn't aware of and just really wasn't gravitating to the understanding that we lost so many so fast and so quickly. So I wanted to dive in it so a little bit more after I did some research. And she obliged. So she was like, yes, we must talk about it. So... We're going to be talking about these mass shootings that's been going on across the United States. Mm -hmm. um, right now, as of today's date, hearing this on The View and on some other platforms, we had 374 mass shootings in just 2022. And we're only halfway through. We're hitting today. And um, it's crazy to have that many. And I'm sure you probably Google right now. It's going to be more than that. When you Google it, <laughs> uh, this is crazy. It's crazy. Uh, so today we titled today's show, Our Parents at Fault? Um, as a question mark, like we raise our family and our kids, our nieces, our nephews to be great people and great things. And uh, as we've seen on interviews lately, a lot of the parents are apologizing and crying profusely on behalf of their child that, has, had they, that they have lost and the ones that have caused the loss. Yeah. Uh, very, um, it's a very trying time to see both sides of the story. Um, where you know some parents are literally um, losing loved ones and bearing their their child that they were going to raise for the rest of the, thought they were going to raise for the rest of their lives. You know, mm -hmm. so, uh, it's, it's devastating. Very devastating. Um, so the first, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll get into it once you you reach that topic. <laughs> um, the first one we're going to talk about, we just might as well go into it. Um, let's talk about Uvalda. I want to say Uvalda. I I want to make sure I pronounce it right, but 
in Uvalda, Texas, we had like 19 children and three teachers shot and killed right in their school by 18-year-old Hispanic kid. I mean, he was a grown man. He's an 18-year-old man um, mm-hmm. that shot up a school of children. And yeah, I think it, this this one hit so hard because of his kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, <laughs> I kid you not, I was sitting there crying. Like, it was, it's, it's it's so unreal. Like you will go into an elementary school. I guess they were trying to say he got mental issues or he was being bullied at his school. Not saying he should have went to the high school and did that, but I'm just saying you, what did these kids have to do with your issues? Yes, 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 yes. So yes, just giving you details on the topic. Basically, in Uvalda, Texas, he went into the school randomly and literally had a um, a rifle or assault rifle and was able to kill nineteen kids and three teachers. Um, a little bit more information as things evolved, um, and they gave more details after the investigation. Um, they noticed right now, as they do an investigation against the police department in Uvalda, uh, the police department actually are trouble because they didn't go in in a a time manner that they were able to um some of the police officers were able to save their children out of the fight out of fire's way out of arms harm's way excuse me out of harm's way but weren't able to save the others yeah wasn't that crazy they went in and went in and got their kids but and then allowed the other one shot and killed um during the time of the the mass shooting Mm -hmm. it's crazy so right now, not only are they having an internal investigation, but the Department of Justice is now doing their investigation, trying to ensure that the police department wasn't involved in this shooting or helping with the process because they saved their kids but weren't able to save the others. Or mm-hmm. didn't. So um, just pray for those families, um, conversationalists. Keep them in your thoughts and prayers as we continue to talk about this topic, but just having them in your minds and thoughts because this week, as if you've seen on the news, some of these families didn't even have the money to bury their child or their children that they lost. Um, one father or a husband died of a heart attack after his wife was shot and killed with one of the teachers. So it's people that are being affected, not only that were in the school, but outside of the school each and every day. Mm-hmm. Um, which is very, very sad. So um, but it's very trying and very scary to see. I mean, nationwide, we actually got an opportunity to see people, teachers, educators, students, parents being scared to send their kids to school, um, which is just just crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and you got our government. <laughs> yeah. I'm just so sick of Abbott and Cruz. <clears throat> and like, we know, of course, some of these kids that I'm you know or young guys that go in and ship these schools yeah they may be battling with some mental illness but the thing is no one really knows that they have it at that time so how can you sit up there and say that's the answer to the problem we need to treat the mental illness you, no one knew this boy had mental issue and mental illness problems no one knew so how can you prevent that if you don't if you don't know so what like what is their, I wonder what is their plan for that? Like, mm-hmm. how, how can you sit up there and just say, oh, 
who oh, has in- mental problems and who doesn't because like the 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 kid um that shot up the the the, the black people the store yeah. when hey. it shot all the black people at the store now he's racist <laughs> very racist it was very what racist. mental illness would you say yeah. he got <laughs> and, and it really is more of gun control they're utilizing That's what it is. everything else besides trying to control uh, exactly and because the nra which is, i talk about a lot on mm-hmm. that they don't want to down the NRA because that's they're getting a lot of their money comes to most of their their camps. Get their funding from from the NRA, mm-hmm. which and funded through different companies, and yep. you know Walmart and Lowe's and all these people that carry firearms mm-hmm. are really paying for those firearms to be in their stores because they know people are going to come to those stores, yep. which same people that are funding those um, political parties that are keeping the gun laws very lax. We mm-hmm. can buy guns and they can keep those funds into the into the states and into the cities and keep that revolving um, because it's, it's not only a small thing, it's really on a big scale. Keeping, keeping guns in the street not only not only keep the money in the pocket for the House and the Senate, but it also keeps money in your state and local officials' pocket because every time they arrest someone with a, a unofficial gun that they put in the streets, they're able to take that person to jail, get funding from your city, lock that person up, have them bailed out, and it's a, a trickling effect. So something I always talk about on, on our political show is like some of the things that we think of it as being such a small, intricate, oh, it's a mass shooting, we cry, we sorrow, we post, and then we go back to our same norm. Mm-hmm. That's true. We do that. We cry. We sh- you see the shooting. We talk about it. It's tragic. We cry. We bury. And then we do it all over again. So with that, people think that is such a small trajectory of it, but gun control is not only helping your local officials, your city officials, your state, but also your whole demographic of your building of the foundation of who the United States is built on. That's the finance. That's how they continue to have finances. Yeah. And um, I believe uh, Ted Cruz gets the most money yeah. from them. And because that's in Texas is one of the, the states that's so lax because that's how they are keeping their funds in their pocket. Mm-hmm. States are um, especially the United States and I'm sorry to go so political for this episode, but um, the uh, United States has have a lot of poor states, which is why you see a lot of states transitioning into marijuana friendly states or legalizing or laxing on their marijuana laws because a lot of states are financially struggling. Financially struggling, excuse me. Financially struggling when it comes to um, building um, building the financial state. And it's either just because financial finances are not the same. So a lot of them are going into the legalizing of marijuana to keep finances into the state. Um, it's states like Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana have lax um, gun control laws because they were trying to keep finances in the state without legalizing marijuana because again marijuana legalizing marijuana can lax on not only the laws but the people you have in your prisons and their prisons basically that that's one of the small things that's now a bigger phase because that's a money value. So they don't want to legalize certain things and change certain trajectories of laws because that that hurt the finances of that state and that state did some things to make it a pleasing for the people, which is sometimes is great for them, but majority of the time it's better to benefit them than the people because the people are going to continue to pay. People are going to continue to vote for them as long as they see Mm -hmm. 
happiness, a little bit of the peace, you know. So I'm sure close to November, we all are going to start seeing a little bit of this and that about gun control. They're going to be a little bit heavier about gun control. You know, Democrats are going to say, we tried to get gun control in. And then then the Republicans going to say, well, we didn't allow them to get gun control in. It's going to be a back and forth bicker. And then we're going to be back in that same cycle again. And we're going to see another mass shooting. And we're going to cry. We're going to sorrow. We're going to post about it. Mm-hmm. I don't really see in the Republicans um, doing anything about gun control. <laughs> yeah, me I really just don't see it. Um, I, they're they're trying to avoid all the questions around it now. Yes, and putting right. it all. That's why they keep on saying okay. mental health, mental health. Uh, yeah, but you don't know who has mental issues or not. You don't know. I, I really don't believe the boy that went and shot up. Uh, the racist, the racist guy that went shop the grocery store. I don't think he had a mental problem. He's just racist. Yep. Hey, he was, he was, he was, and when we get into that story, let's just dive into that. So right in Buffalo, New York, um, Buffalo, New York, we had a guy named Peyton. He was an 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid that literally went into the store the day before, drove two to three hours from his home to go into a black neighborhood store called Topps Grocery Store. Mm-hmm. While he was in the neighborhood, he scouted to ensure it was pro-black, very black, rich neighborhood. He decided to go there the day before to plan his his killing there. He goes back home, rants about killing his killing them online on social media platforms, mm-hmm. was able to get that information out on social media and then drive the next day out there three hours again um, there just to go and kill people in the grocery store on live stream as mm-hmm. a video game and was able to say he's killing black people and he's a part of a supremacist group and that he wants people to know that he's doing this on behalf of black people taking over the United States as a population as uh, the Caucasians or we call Europeans or white people here in America are starting to go extinct as racism has continued <laughs> to unfold because every percent of black in you, they consider you being a black race and now mm-hmm. they're thinking because we're taking over and so he decided to kill people of color because of that simple fact. Um, I don't know why they think that's going to be okay. We have 10 to 12 kids per household. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you're not going to get rid of us that easy. Uh, but no, right. he did that. And now we have a tragedy going on right there in Buffalo, New York. Peyton is now in prison um, waiting on his arraignment. Um, but if you didn't get a chance to see, the police department was giving every excuse of how they were going to give him a legal fair trial even though he killed and murdered people on live stream TV. It was almost giving the George Floyd effect. Um, where you I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how he made it to jail. Yeah. And we, we, we can't even make it to jail. We can't on, on protest. We can't go protest, protest. Free, free protest and we get shot. We get shot. Yeah. So yeah. we have a cell phone, we get shot. This guy had right. what kind of guns this man had? I mean, he, he had... He hey. AR-15s, whatever you call them. He had all of this. And and he was able to shoot. He was able to live. And able to live. And they walked him right out of there, smooth sailing. Not only that, a little bit more detail that I reached out and I got some information on is that people were calling the police because he was live shooting and they were calling 911. And when they were calling 911 because they were so rude to the black people in this neighborhood, the police department or the 911 operator were hanging up on the callers as they were calling in. Saying, you're whispering, I can't hear you. And she hung up on the phone. Well, luckily, because this went so viral, she lost her job mm. um, as, a, as an operator. 
for hanging up. People could lie could have been saved. And now she say you whispering. You're whispering. What? The reason they were whispering because he was literally live shooting. They were hiding under the covers and stuff like that, trying to get. Not, oh and my god! One of she the did. one of the actual girls had to get her friend to call the police department to get help the whole time. So it's it's very it's very sad to see the the racism being and um, you know when people always talk about. Um, racism being systemic this is a systemic racism thing because not only you have an operator that's supposed to be there to help you as a 9-1 operator but she's hanging up on you while you're in a tragic situation right um, and you have a correctional officer that was suspended right in that city for after after the, the murders of those um individuals at the top grocery store he posted on his social media mocking the killing saying it was basically um it should have happened and it was fun and games and he had something smart they they basically suspended him from his correctional office officer job should have fired him but nonetheless yeah he should have been fired he should have been fired but overall i just feel like that's so scary to just go to your grocery store and someone's able to go into the grocery store with an assault rifle up the place yeah you're just not safe anyway not safe anywhere and I think this is the whole goal I think this is the goal not and I don't want to pinpoint it on the Republican Party or white supremacy because I don't want to give them that power these are white people that want to be supreme and they're not you know mm-hmm. they scared enough to, for they can feel like they're more supreme than you and have these little kids um, these children shoot other children to make us terrified or shoot other human beings to make other cultures terrified because during the tops grocery store killings on that particular weekend, we had five other mass shootings killing other demographic of people. Every other demographic but white demographic. And so, um, yeah, and it was not discussed on TV because the tops grocery store, which was the black one demographic, was the most talked about because you know when we get on Twitter and get on our social media, we talk about us. Um, yeah. So that's one of the things that they did not talk about. You didn't hear, um, but Asians had a uh, mass shooting in their area um, and a couple other races did as well uh, different uh, demographics as well um, had mass shootings but it's, it's just crazy to to see the, the treatment of how we're treated and how they're treated mm-hmm. because that Hispanic guy if we go back to our story in Uvalda, Texas, a Hispanic guy is the person that did the shooting in um, Uvalda, Hispanic boy, 18 years old, I want to say his last name was Ramos. Um, he didn't make it. He died. Before mm-hmm. he, they shot him. They shot him and he died. They ensured he died. But the, the kid, Peyton, I know his name, Peyton, at Top's grocery store, going back to Buffalo, New York, he was able to walk in the jail. He was able to walk in the court. He was able to walk and get his sentencing. And he's not hurt, harmed, or dangerous at all. And they're trying to um, say it's, he had mental illness. He had no damn mental illness. He, illness. he just got hate yeah. in his heart. Yes, and then they had the sergeant of the department of Uvalda, I mean, excuse me, of the of, of uh, Topps Grocery Store in Buffalo, New York, literally get on live TV and say that we're going to give him a fair trial and he's not guilty until um, until proven guilty by the state of the law. Sir, we know the law. We don't have You don't have to reiterate the law to America. Let us know you're gonna give him a fair trial. But we saw him on live TV murdering someone. That's also how you try to do the George Floyd concept. The man literally had his knee on his neck, and you're gonna tell us you're gonna give him a fair trial and he's gonna be um not guilty until proven guilty in the court of law. We know that. That's how the law works. 
mm-hmm. to us to tell us that we we know that <laughs> you know so it's right. like it's almost like a mental tactic to let us know that we're never going to say he's guilty until the law says he's guilty so he's always going to be a free man in our eyes because he only killed people of color and they don't look mm-hmm. at us as humans also. that's how that's how you make, that's how it seems when they're talking out loud yeah um, so that's very scary um, and very very um, tactful when it comes to how they do systemic racism tactics. Um, but I do want to give a positive out of all the negative that we're just talking about. We had a uh, wonderful mental health person on our episode. Um, and she was when Tori talks. You should listen to the episode because she talked about um, the first thing she talked about is loss. And she talked about that in the beginning of the episode. And I always go back and listen to our episodes. And she talked about how loss is one of the biggest things in mental health. You lose your family, lose your friends, you lose loved ones, lose animals, you lose. She just went, gave us a whole list of things that you lose. And when you get the concept of loss and understanding that loss is something that you're going to always have and you got to cherish the moments while you have them, that your mental strive will be so much different. You will look at things totally different because you cherish the moments you were in when you had the time. So I love to hear that. So if you get a chance to listen to our first season, um, look at, listen to our mental health episode when Tori talks about that. Yes. She's, really good. she's, she's she really good. I want to bring that back full circle because we're talking about loss with the kids, um, with the families, with people of color, uh, Hispanics, um, just different races, different dem- different demographics. Um, I know our podcast is currently based out of Texas. So if you follow us on Instagram at Convos with Re and Al, that's C-O-N-V-O-S-W-I-T-H-R-I-A-N-D-A-L. And I spell that because I want you to actually look on our store because we're going to post Black therapists and counselors in the state of Texas. Um, and it's going to basically give you a list of all the counselors and therapists that you can actually talk to because this affects only Texas, Uvalde, Texas, it affected the state and then it affected the country because everybody got a chance to see these kids and these loved ones being lost. Um, and so if you're out there and you need some help, you want to speak to someone and you want to speak to someone that looks like you, that can help you um, with anything you're going through, um, look on our Instagram, check our Instagram page out and find you a counselor or therapist that can assist you get through get you through the hard, the good, and the bad times. Because you yes. need all of it. Mm-hmm. That's what they're there to assist. If you feel like you are not yourself, or you're going through anything, or you just need someone to talk to, because sometimes you may not be able to talk to a family member or your loved one. You know, find you a good therapist and, and have that one-on-one conversation with them. They do so much wonder. I'm telling you for myself, from experience, they really help. Life. Yeah, they'll change your life for sure. I went to therapy when I was a teenager, as a kid, and I went to therapy as an adult, and both times it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, and nothing, nothing to be embarrassed about if you say you have, you go to a therapist. I love therapy. I love the way it makes me feel refreshed when I leave there. It makes me feel mm-hmm. like I have someone to talk to and I can talk to them without any judgment yep. or feeling the um, anxiety of um, having to overshare or undershare or sometimes just like not even wanting to share and just being able to um, be asked questions 
by someone that actually care. Mm-hmm. A um, more educated career, collegiate, and um, more um, healthy way. Mm-hmm. That yeah, because they, they'll ask you them questions that you really don't think of. And it helps you get to solving what's the root of your issue to making you feel either, you know, the way you're feeling or to help you make a decision you need to make for yourself. Amen. Mm -hmm. So, yes, be sure to check that list out and contact you a a black therapist if that's what you're looking for. Yes. Get you that therapy session because it's going to be worth your while. Don't miss it. It's going to be everything you need. Um so you can proceed <laughs> um, but yeah so before we go into our self love we're going to take one more small break and give you some information about our merch and then once we do that we'll be back to you and we can go on our self love so get your wine get your wine glasses now <laughs> and go get your party wine up get your self love journals get it together and if you don't have one you can always go to the linkagency.com and you can get your self-love journal um, from Compost right now. Mm-hmm. And we'll be right back. So, yes, about this merch, I was just telling you about our self-love journals, our wind-down glasses, and our conversationalist shirts are now on sale. You can catch it at thelinkagency.com. That's T-H-3-L-I-N-K-A-G-3-N-C-Y. You can catch us at thelinkagency.com and get all of our merch. Or you can just support us by listening to us on all of your podcasting platforms. We appreciate all the support, the small and the big support. But we love you anyway. Thank you for listening. And let's get back to the show. Let's go. Okay, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yes. Yes. So we're going to go ahead and get into a conversationalist question. All right, Brie. What we got? Are you ready for this one, Al? Oh, girl. I'm <laughs> always nervous because y'all always give out something crazy. But what do we got? What we got? Okay. <laughs> so here it is. My wedding day is coming up. And I have found out that my fiance has cheated. He says it's over and I want to believe him. The wedding is completely paid for and our guests are coming in from out of town. Should I end the relationship or should I continue the relationship and give him a chance since everything is taken care of for our wedding and we haven't gotten married yet? Um, so <laughs> yeah, that's deep. It is. I think <laughs> I think it can possibly work, but I also think you have to go to marriage counseling because you're still in the phase of getting married. And if you get to the marriage counseling and being honest and transparent in that marriage counseling, just just advice from Al. Dot Williams for real. There's no one else, and I'm not. I've not been married, but I can tell you what is love. What love? <laughs> but I can tell. Right. It's the. Get to that marriage counseling and see if you can do that. Because if you can't get to that marriage counseling, be honest and transparent about why you cheated. Because that's going to be even very important. It's like, why did you go out and feel that you have to go to someone else to get what you needed from home? And if you feel like you can't fulfill that need, then I would say, don't matter how much money you paid and how much money it is, start finding a way to get out of that. But if you can feel your way to evolve out of that, 
forgive him for that, fulfill what he needs so he don't have to go out to someone else or whatever the case may be, then I can say work on that marriage because that's something that you can work on. But if it's not, then for me, for Al, just for me, <laughs> I would say, girl, run. But if you can't, stop. What you got, Ray? What you think? Um, I'm not going to lie. I would be like a postponing with. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It, only because um, this is it's fresh. If, if he's just now doing it um, and you want to believe that because you have your wedding paid for and family coming in and you spent all this money and you don't want the embarrassment of canceling your wedding or pushing it back or postponing the wedding or going through all that stress I feel like that's the reason why you're pushing forward to wanting to believe him and to go to get married because my thing is if he already knew he was getting married and he still chose yep. to cheat. Mm-hmm. So what makes you think because he put that you go through the motions of this wedding that he's going to stop? Yep. Just because he said he did. Agreed. So like I, I agree with Al in the sense of you do need some counseling. You need to get that because I don't think you're going to let that go easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for me I'm sorry, I know we spent all this money on this wedding, but that wedding would be canceled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be <laughs> or at least postponed, push something. We're going to lose some money because um, you should have did that. You know, like, ugh. that's tough. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to take that embarrassment. I'm not going <laughs> to go through with a wedding and then say we, we still spent all this money. We go through with the wedding and then you cheat on me again. Mm-hmm. And then, what? and then it's like, what? Now I got to divorce you. Spend more money to divorce you. <laughs> more money to divorce you, and put yourself in a predicament you don't have to even be in. Exactly. So I, because yep. uh, that's just going into your marriage with the problems. Yeah. So and tell me, um, I didn't get any gist of how long it was before they got married, or when the marriage was going to happen. It didn't say. She said she just found out. So I'm assuming he coming he soon. Now, if you don't have enough time, <laughs> marriage counseling might not work, or you might have to run. But I would definitely say this. <laughs> Definitely say one thing about one thing about relationships and cheating and all that. Marriage is a business contract. If you can't handle business, you're never going to be able to handle your marriage because mm-hmm. marriage is putting the United States and the people in your business. Because mm-hmm. without that, the state and the country never is going to know you existed as a couple because you're not they're they're not in your business. Your marriage is a certificate of business. You're putting your business, your money, your finances together to make a whole of a household. People always look at that marriage thing as like the solidification of love. Your love is supposed to be before the marriage. And marriage is just a business to contractually put you together in the country so that if anything happens to vice versa, that someone is taken care of when something happens. It's really more of a contractual agreement. But I'm not a marriage guy. I just, you know, that's how I look at marriage. You know, it's more than the lovey-dovey. You have to have more <laughs> Yeah, you got um, more than love. Because marriage is hard work. Yes. And so that's that's, <laughs> that's why I, yeah, that's why my answer is the way it is. Because I'm not, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to go into a marriage with trust issues already. Yep. Because that's just going to, that's that's not a healthy marriage. Yep, agree. And it's not a way to start a marriage. So agree. for me, that's what 
Sharita underscore Edwards would do. Yes! <laughs> I needed her to do that, girl. You saw how she put that on in there? So you can follow her at Sharita underscore Edwards on Instagram. Um, you can follow me at al.williamsforreal or you can follow my new Instagram page at al. Oh, excuse me, alwilliamsforreal2.0. I'll explain it to my conversationalist another day. Just follow me at one of those Instagram. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, um, you ready to get into this um, self-love, girl? Yes. Yeah, so, you guys ready for my self-love quote? But oh, before we do that, is yes. there any other announcements or anything else you want to discuss? Well, tomorrow, um, you can catch um, I Got Something to Say on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, and YouTube. You can find us on all platforms. On YouTube, we are out at 12 a.m., um, so you, today at 12 a.m., you can catch it right there at 12 a.m. at 12, um, And then tomorrow at 11 a.m., you can catch us on all platforms. We talk about anything politically that's affecting our Black culture. Um, and then if you haven't already, hit that uh, follow button on Combos with Free and Al on all podcasting platforms, on Instagram, Facebook. Leave us a review. Tell us what you think. If you have a topic you want us to talk about or a guest you want to us to invite on the show, just like like Aaliyah said, let me know. Let me know. <laughs> Please, because we're here to talk to you guys and want to make you happy. And since you are a conversationalist, we want to have a conversation with you. Yes, and keep sending us these uh, questions, questions. These, these scenarios. Send them to us. We loved. Y'all make me nervous every time, but this is pretty good. I love this one. That girl run from that marriage stuff. We ain't going to forget. Right. And if you choose to stay, there's nothing wrong with that. Just make sure you and your your new husband are going to be putting in the work to get past that. Because yeah. remember, when you choose to forgive and move on with someone that's cheating on you, you have to take all necessary steps to get yep. past the cheating. You can't keep trying to throw it up every time an argument comes up. If you are truly forgiving person, but if you don't feel that you can do that, let the relationship go. Yep. And we talk about forgiveness on our season two episode, episode two. Sharita mm-hmm. gives you a whole blurb on how to forgive and how it take what it takes to forgive in a marriage. So go back and listen to that. She might could help you out. You give those scenarios of things you can do to get that forgiveness started, even if it's not forgiving forgiving him, but forgiving yourself to allow him to do that to you. It's mm-hmm. it's big. Yeah. big. Yes, yes. All right. Well. Uh, we'll go ahead and bring the episode to a close. I'm going to give you guys my self-love quotes. And here it is. Protecting your mind, body, and spirit from negativity is a sign of self-love. Yes, God. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, catch you guys on the next episode. Yeah. Love y'all. Love you guys. Talk to you soon.